0: that back in the day, if you were like a a jazz musician, you could buy these things called fake books. And what What? these were, yeah, they were just like a collection of, just tells you what chords are in popular songs, and then a very like, very sketchy writing out of the melody. And so what you you would use it for is if someone was like, hey, do you know how to play this song? You could fake it. You could say, yes, I do. And you'd use your fake book. I guess, and kind yeah. of fake the song for them, oh, uh, nice. so then you could get all these fake books that way, and then I guess a bunch of uh, students at the Berklee School of Music decided to finally just make an actual reference guide for all of these jazz songs that everybody was wanting to play. So they called it the Real Book. So it actually includes, you know, the melody of the song and all the chords, and uh, it's in you know actual music tablature and stuff so they decided you know instead of having all these fake books let's just have one real
1: book we'll just make the real book (laughs) hey you know what i just thought of though that that would be pretty cool so there are all these decks that have like different names and i wish there was a book that would tell me what that meant because people will say (laughs) oh i play this or i play the rock or i play um hammer time and i'm like what are these decks (laughs) it'd be so great if there's a like a just kind of a catalog of this is what the decks were called at these times and this thing changed because of this yeah because there's like
0: dead guy ale means black white mid range and, and nick fit you know yeah like.
1: how am I supposed to know this stuff like I didn't play modern or yeah. these other formats so I want to make up cool names for my decks and then people start using that name around um, yeah. but so maybe we need like a magic rule book I don't know yeah yeah that's our
0: next goal our next project
1: hello and welcome to episode 16 of the arena regulars podcast i'm zach and i'm jeff and we are your neighborhood magic the gathering arena sports bar
0: yeah just basically two regular guys drinking beer talking about magic arena in particular and competitive play was something we like to focus on around here you know yeah we like to pretend that we can play as well as the pros do and then go test it out on arena and confirm that we cannot
1: that we cannot we are not pros Um, we're just regular people that's when when we say regular we're not pros Um, we have advice whether you should take it or not is up to you because (laughs) we just kind of make things up Um, but we have fun and we drink beer while we do it Um, so getting into this episode our main topics we have uh, so call time is just released and we decided it would be really fun if we put together a Call Time bingo card for all the fun things that you could possibly do. Well, not all of them, 24 fun things you could do in Call Time, yeah. <laughs> uh, limited or constructed. So we're gonna break that down and give you the link to that. Uh, So you can play along with us. Um, And also just kind of our first impressions of what the set has to offer and what we're thinking about it um, from a regular guy point of view. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But first, each week we both bring a beer. We drink our own, then drink each other's, and then rate them on a scale of bronze to mythic and choose the best for last. So with that, Jeff, what's on tap?
0: All right, I brought a beer called the Hazy Mariner. And, you know, I thought long and hard about what to bring this week. Um, A lot of things were taken into account, numerous considerations. Uh, Ultimately, I settled on Hazy Mariner, you know, because uh, the can has this captain on it, seafaring captain alongside a bird. And I thought that really resembled their description of Alrund in the the story, you know, the old grizzled veteran on the seaboat. And that could have been Hakka, his raven, behind him. So mm. that was the thought that went into I the see, selection I of this beer.
1: So the joke <laughs> is that uh, Jeff did not bring a beer. I brought two beers because I could not find the one that Jeff wanted and so instead he could find both the ones that I found. So actually, that's a beer I picked, but Jeff has to, is kind of taking over, so that's, that's the little inside joke behind that. But anyways, um, <laughs> I brought, uh, why am I looking at the can? I should just look at the notes I wrote. Um, I brought uh, Passionate Sour by Side Launch Brewing Company. It's a sour passion fruit. Uh, it's only 4.3% and it has like Hawaiian flowers on the can. Uh, but the, the reason I brought this one is because, you know, we drank quite a bit last week. Um, so I thought maybe we should dial it back a little bit. 4.3, nice session, little yeah. little <laughs> thing. So uh, we're just going to cruise along with this.
0: Yeah, it doesn't really work, though, because you just end up drinking more of them.
1: Uh, that's true. Um, <laughs> but I would probably drink that many anyways. I don't know. Um, yeah. I'd <laughs> like to tell myself that if it has less alcohol in it, I, it won't be as bad. But I usually drink... The same or more, just telling myself, oh, it's only 4.3. I could have two more. Um, Yeah. Anyway, uh, so as I said, call time is here. And with that, also, a season has just ended and a new season has just started. So we just want to quickly think about our goals that we had. Jeff, did you accomplish your goal? I can't even remember what it was. Uh, I actually
0: also can't really remember what it was. (laughs) (laughs) I think I was taking it easy because there wasn't really any competitive.
1: Right, right. Mind oh yeah we all on. just we just decided I, I think we both piggybacked on each other and we just decided we didn't want to spend any resources before call time and uh did did you did yeah. you spend any any resources
0: uh no well i did one arena dra- or um cube draft oh right. right 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 but that was the only for
1: your stream draft. yeah I didn't do anything, which was fantastic. However, all of that is now gone because call time has started, and I've drafted it a lot. Um, Not like not successfully. I mean, what's a successful draft? I guess you build a deck that's playable. All of the decks, yeah, they're they're playable. Um, (laughs) Whether they uh, (laughs) do well (laughs) is
0: well. Let's just say successful draft is seven zero. Anything else?
1: It's not, not successful. successful. Okay. Well, yeah. then yeah. I have never been successful. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding, though. No. Uh just so far it's been a uh, interesting. But as far as our goals for this next season, I'm just gonna start I'm gonna say I wanna get a blackout bingo card. I want every possible thing I could get. In this season? Like this month? This month, yeah. Is that too much? Wow, that's aggressive. Okay, maybe I just, just- Okay, maybe I should pull it back. Is that too aggressive? I guess. Yeah, I guess we have I don't this. Know. We, I don't know either. We just made this up. Um, okay, no, no, you're right, you're right. Okay, I will say I want three bingos. There we go, three bingos. Okay. Okay? That's aggressive, but like not ridiculous. Okay, I like that. All right, what about you?
0: Um, <clears throat> well, I was going to go with the bingo thing as well, but they actually announced this morning that the Star City Games circuit is coming back. Uh, so they're doing basically the same thing as season two. So this will be season three, which would call qualify you eventually for the uh, Starnheim Championship, I guess. Mm-hmm. Or no, maybe it's ca- still for the Caldheim Championship. Means the Strixhaven? Kaldheim Championship is. Yes, sorry.
1: I was like uh, Starnheim. So the Kaldheim
0: Championship is is at the end of March.
1: Yes, it's right. like. Um because yeah, the league weekend's the end of February, so it'll be after that.
0: Okay, then this one qualifies you for call time weekend again. Uh same exact format from the looks of it as it was last time, but the price is one dollar more now. So Ugh. damn. Should have got in while I had the chance at the at the six dollar rate, and now I gotta pay at the seven dollar rate. Seven dollars.
1: So <laughs> you know that yeah. grinds my gears. You know you know what else <laughs> grinds my gears? Um, Actually, there was some drama this week on Twitter with some Magic players and some streamers. Um, Anyway, uh, basically what happened is a streamer made a a tier list of all the pro players, basically ranking them on how well they think that they could beat these other pros. Um, I mean, without really knowing them very well or playing with them. And this is a person that's been around a lot, but um, I don't think has a lot of relationships with the pros. So it kind of came off a little... um, I don't know, douchey, I guess. Uh, but yeah, it's it, it, basically that's what so happened. Weird. It drummed, <laughs> it drummed up a lot of discussion about whether you should rank pros or not, and with if tier lists are an acceptable thing to have. Talking about players, um, which I was just surprised by. I was like, "What's wrong mm-hmm. with the tier list?" What There's nothing wrong with, like... Don't we do that in every sport? Yeah. Like, there are weekly, like, football rankings of, like, the strongest teams. Now, this is everyone's, you know, all these different uh, sportscasters, their opinions, uh, and they have, like, reasons why they think that, but it's also people's opinions. It's not like... I don't know. We we have the actual rankings. too, right? Well, I mean, they'll talk... Yeah, but the players as far top as like, Top five
0: quarterbacks, top five...
1: Yeah, you know. but those are little, literally just stats, right? And we have those stats. And you could make a tier list being like, these are the stats. Like, okay, PVDDR is yeah, like- at the top right now, so... You can't say Lots he's of not. People
0: have their own personal list of their top oh. five quarterbacks of all time.
1: Oh, for They're sure. Oh, you mean team. yeah, yeah, the goat and everything. Yeah, totally. And like, <clears> there's <throat> people who hate Tom Brady. People who think he should be the, he's the best. And same with LeBron James and you know Michael Jordan. No, you all.
0: could be you could be in both those camps because I, I know because I am. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but but it's just like it was just so striking that people were so uh, just. I don't know, they had many more strong feelings about that we shouldn't rank players, Um, which I don't know, I feel like, you know, half of the game is playing it, and some people are better than other people at that. I know, because I'm not one of the people that's really good at it, and I can tell (laughs) when people beat me, and I'm like, they were just better than me. Um, So anyway, that just grinded my gears a little bit, so uh, maybe we should just make our own tier list. Just kidding, I don't need to (laughs) catch any flack.
0: I mean, I think the, the magic community could use a little more, like, rivalry yeah, like, amongst the players. Um, like, trash talk, kind of, obviously, all in, you know, good fun. Let's not take anything too far. But, exactly. Um.
1: Yeah, I think it's um, having kind of the player that you root for and their arch enemy against them, you know, um, just seems right. kind of fun to me. So, yeah, I say bring it on. Let's, let, you know, hot takes, fun stuff, as long as we're not insulting anyone's character or anything, because everyone's, um, you know great people so let's just avoid that but you know poking fun at people for what deck they bring or whatever and that's you know mm-hmm. that's all in good fun right so uh yeah anyway let's just jump into this bingo card i think it's time to get to it
0: yes yeah. so this is yeah basically we have a five by five grid here and each square has uh, some achievement called time related achievement that you can unlock by playing mtg arena Yes. And I think we're thinking most of these were designed with standard or like standard historic or draft in mind. Yes.
1: Which is how you play on arena. <laughs> you mean just not yeah, brawl. Not brawl.
0: Yeah. I mean, uh, I don't know if any of them are easier or harder in brawl. I just, yeah, I didn't think about it. So <laughs>
1: Yeah. So. Um,
0: but, but I do mean to say that, you know, most of them, unless otherwise stated, are for either. You could do it in constructed or in limited.
1: Yes. Um, some of them are harder in, I mean, you, we'll just talk about it. You'll, you'll figure it out. Yeah. Um, but the <laughs> first one that obviously just jumps right out at you is that, uh, for our first bingo square is winning with poison. You just got to win with poison instead of damage. Bada bing, bada boom. That's a, that's worth an achievement for me. So, so there's only one
0: way to do this, right? It has mm-hmm. to be the.
1: Finn, the fang the Yep.
0: Finn. Cause I thought. I read somewhere that Morrow said there were two cards related to poison in the set.
1: Yeah, somebody was talking about that on Twitter, and it's well, just, it's just incorrect. When I
0: looked again, I just could not find another card that. I'd there isn't. Uh,
1: Finn's the only one. So.
0: And then I thought maybe there's a card that puts counters on.
1: People, people that you could double. Nope. <clears throat> so uh, basically, so. yeah, use Finn and win with poison. And then Jeff, what's? Let's go across. So what's the uh, the it's you know pretty obvious uh this is a classic
0: you yeah. know this had to, this had to be on the board the ox plow ox plow the ox plus plow combo mm-hmm. so there's an ox that's an 06 that crews with its toughness rather than its power and then there's a a plow that is crew six and so the ox is like plowing the field if you
1: it's amazing uh, i love it
0: yeah clearly designed to go together one's a common one's an uncommon it's so fun uh, and i don't think either of them are particularly good without the other one so
1: no i it's kind of like a,
0: a risky combo I to have, shoot for. well
1: i've definitely lost just to the ox sitting there like two or three ox just like chilling and like you can't <laughs> attack into it <laughs> and then they end up equipping it with something and you're like what why am i how am i losing right <laughs> you now um but that's what that's <clears> where you <throat> need to defend just I know, you, and then <laughs> they just, like, die because it has Death Touch. Yeah, that's basically what I need. Um, but Ox Plow Combo, definitely on the list. Um, this next one, a little bit trickier, okay? A little bit harder, <laughs> uh, but here we're going. <clears throat> so this one is you have to play Tybalt off of Tybalt's trickery.
0: Yeah, so it, it seems like you might not be able to do that, but actually, uh, I believe you can, right? Yes, you can. So you can you can play Tybalt's Trickery, counter your own spell, and then reveal. And if you hit a Valky, uh, God of Lies, off the top, it says cast, and these cards are allowed to be cast for either side. So then you can choose to cast the other side, which is Tybalt.
1: Yes, and that just seems so perfect. Be like, oh, I got, there's some Tybalt's (laughs) Trickery going on, and here's a Tybalt. What up? Um, By the way,
0: Tibble's trickery is like everywhere right now.
1: It's huge. People are playing it. Everybody's
0: playing these stupid combo games. Yes.
1: And I know that it definitely works because uh, I played one best of one game just to see what standard it was again. Um, And I got hit with this. And it was turn two. uh, They hit an Asika, God of the Tree, off the top and put it down as the prismatic bridge on turn two. And so every turn they're just (laughs) slamming new stuff down. And I was like, oh, God, i got to get out of here it was rough Uh,
0: sounds like this tybalt's trickery card could be worth a slot i don't know it might
1: (laughs) it's definitely worth a slot worth a try because people are using it all over the place um yeah so i'll say this next one because i was the one that liked it and i threw it on there but it's uh using magda that's the dwarf that uh when it taps it makes treasures and then if you sacrifice five treasures, you get a dragon or an artifact. So in combat, I want Magda and then some dwarves, and you attack. You make five treasures, sack the treasures, go get Ember Cleave, and immediately cleave them in combat. Seems pretty fun. I mean, That sounds great. What's yeah. better than a combat trick in your hand? Having no cards in hand, and then tutoring up your combat okay. trick.
0: <laughs> I mean, that sounds pretty good. And the upshot on this one is that both, Magda and Embercleave are great cards. So.
1: Yeah, so there you go. You might even win because uh, a lot yeah, of these exactly. <laughs> you won't. You probably won't be winning. Uh, some of them are like you have to win, like with poison. But the other ones are like, will you win? I mean, Jeff, this next one you did it already. <laughs> did you win that game? No, no, I
0: didn't do this one. I didn't do this. One. Oh, you didn't
1: do this one. You did, did the other one. Sorry, sorry, yeah, sorry, yeah. sorry, sorry, sorry.
0: Yeah. Uh, although I did win the one you're talking about. Okay. No, no, the next one we just had to include. I mean. The world tree is in this set. It has a ridiculous activated ability. Hey, pull that off. Activate the world tree.
1: Activate the world tree.
0: And props. It only costs like one, two of each colors.
1: Yeah. Uh, I think props, if you don't hit anything, (laughs) your deck doesn't have any gods.
0: (laughs) You don't have any gods in it.
1: You just like make your opponent sweat. (laughs) Just like activate it. And then that's it. You just pull out all the changelings in your deck. That's basically what you do.
0: You, you play that, that mask thing that gives all of your creatures changeling.
1: Yeah, see, there and then you go. You,
0: and then you get nothing out of your deck still.
1: <laughs> you just choose <laughs> not to.
0: Yeah, you leave your opponent very confused.
1: Uh, that would be pretty pretty sweet. Uh, this next one, I've been actually having a, quite a bit of fun with this type of deck. Um, but it is to have a 10 Spirit of Aldergard. Uh, and that is the bearer. The, it's four mana for a star four, and, or I guess it's an 0-4, oh and it gets plus one plus zero for each snow permanent that you have. So you need to have nine right. other snow permanents with this bear out. And it fetches one for you. It fetches, it goes together. Yeah, it fetches a snow land. land. So, yeah, so let's You only do need it. eight other ones. That's uh, not too hard. Right? sounds easy sounds easy sounds pretty easy i was thinking more with limited with this one because uh i've gotten yeah, there yeah. i was like there are sixes uh i didn't get to seven but um i guess that's not that hard but anyway <laughs> get get a 10-4 no, no, uh, spirit of aldergaard <laughs> aldergaard i Al- like it i don't know which one it is
0: i think it's spirit of the aldergaard it? ooh, it might be so that I... just it sounds right to me
1: probably uh but this next one this one's just <laughs> this one's just this fun. one's just
0: fun so there's a card, Rise of the Draugr, mm-hmm. and it lets you return a creature to your hand uh, from the graveyard, but it, or the other option is it could return two creatures if those creatures share a creature type.
1: Ooh, what's the hardest creature type to have a lot of? Mm, it's got to be God, right? It's got to be God. So
0: the challenge here is return two gods from your graveyard to your hand with Rise of the Draugr.
1: Boom. And, and we will, let's put a clause on here. They have to be actual gods not just changelings.
0: Not changelings. Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah that should apply to like all of them when we're talking about uh, Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Basically about creature types. It,
1: it should be the actual one because the changelings, you know, you kind of you cheated a little bit, you know?
0: Yeah. What's the fun in that?
1: What's the fun <laughs> in that? Um, so this next one. Oof. Boy. Jeff, do you want to handle this one? Because this one's pretty fun. Um, yeah, it's a little okay. complicated though.
0: All right, so the next one is the Marite of the Frost plus Herald Unites the Elves combo, mm-hmm. uh, or Herald, I guess we decided last. Yes, week, Herald. I'm still not totally sure. <laughs> uh, but Marite is the changeling, the blue-green changeling that can copy uh, any non-land permanent you control, and Herald Unites the Elves is the card that it's a saga that reanimates an elf from your graveyard. But uh, Herald Unites the Elves, basically what you do is you get two Marite of the Frost into your graveyard. You, You copy the Herald Unites the Elves with Marite. So Herald Unites the Elves comes down, mills three cards, reanimates the Marite, which then copies the Herald Unites the Elves. And with that second one, which is now legendary because Marite says the copy is legendary, you get a second Marite from your graveyard bring that into play copy it again and basically you'll have to choose one of them so one will go to the graveyard and now you have an infinite loop of these two marites copying this enchantment uh, because marite says it's legendary so you mill your whole deck this way now hopefully you found a way to win after doing that (laughs) (laughs) like you know the the standard one is das's oracle yeah but uh
1: there you go. Uh, but
0: hey, we, we don't need that. If you just mill your your entire library and lose the game, I'll still take it. You can just you can Just, it just make the combo
1: happen, or... and then that's it. You don't have to capitalize <laughs> yeah. on that combo.
0: Yeah, yeah, maybe you forgot to put a win con in your deck. That's okay.
1: Sounds like every <laughs> deck I've ever made. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, this next one is nice and flavorful. Um, all we want mm-hmm. you to do is take Arnie Broken Brow and kill a troll with Arnie, either in combat... Yeah. Or uh, you get bonus points if you use um, the saga Arnie fights the troll. Um, is that what slays. it's called? Slays. Yeah. Arnie, slays, Arnie the slays the troll. Arnie slays the troll. So you get extra points for that. Or even just any of the other fight cards. I mean, a fight card would feel pretty good. Um, yeah. But if Arnie can kill a troll and survive. Okay, that's it. Arnie, kill a troll and survive. There we go.
0: <laughs> right. A- and this is the one I was thinking of when you said <laughs> it has to be a troll, not a changeling.
1: Yes, this I don't, yeah. this has to be a troll.
0: <laughs> so of course everyone listened last week and know that Arnie Broken Brow, that's his story. Is he headbutted a troll and won the fight, so now he's the king of the the ruler of the Tuscari because he took on this troll one on one. So you're trying to reenact that yes, in the game. In
1: the game, and hopefully your opponent will give you a nice.
0: Although if it was a changeling, that might explain how he actually won. That
1: does actually didn't, yeah <laughs> okay. That does make a little bit more sense. Um, however, we will not accept that. Um, but yeah, of course, we're not really playing with you, so you can do whatever you want. This is just for fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but
0: you'll know deep down you did. You, didn't you, you cheated. All right. What's up next?
1: It is. Um, this is the, uh, with the Tyrite Sanctum. That's the colorless land. Um, we want you to ascend to godhood with it. So we want you to take a legendary yeah. creature... Turn it into a god, and then turn it indestructible.
0: Right. So so a legendary creature that is not a god.
1: That is not already a god.
0: Use the Tyrite Sanctum to make it a god, and then use the Tyrite Sanctum again to make it indestructible. There we go. Should be pretty straightforward.
1: Yeah, the card kind of tells you to do it, and we're just telling you <laughs> you should do it.
0: I don't know who the best legendary creature to do it on would be, but...
1: Um, I would say any indestructible creature sounds pretty good. So... Yeah. <laughs> I mean, maybe uh, a god Vorinclex sounds pretty good.
0: Yeah, I think we need more of the story, right? Like, we maybe at the end of the story, Harald becomes a god, like the Amir kind of thing. Who knows?
1: Ooh, maybe. Yeah, we haven't gotten that far yet, so.
0: Uh, so, speaking of Vorinclex. Yeah. You just mentioned, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that worked out. <laughs> hey. uh, so, again, this this is another flavor one. So, in the story, Kaya came to Kaldheim To hunt down Vorinclex. So, this is a simple one. Exile Vorinclex with Kaya. Hey, look at that. I feel like this one's just gonna happen, you know, uh, (laughs) throughout the course of play. The thing that makes it tricky is that I don't think you can, if they have a Vorinclex in play, I don't think you can just cast Kaya and exile it. Let me just check Kaya's loyalty. Yeah, Five. you won't have enough loyalty because you'll only come in with two. Ooh, so you have to make and sure Kaya's down three. first. Or Yeah, so Kaya has to be down first and didn't die to the hasty hey Vorin class. <laughs> <laughs> so this one's actually. Be or very you, you hard. take like several turns here. Yeah. Yeah. This one might actually be a lot harder than I thought it was gonna
1: be. Yeah, because if you <laughs> if you tick up Kaya, you won't get any uh, any more counters because you no. only get one. <laughs> So you have to right. figure out a way to proliferate. the No, because you only get one that way. Yeah, this might you need be, a
0: situation where you you had ha- two planeswalkers, and they needed to kill the other one. For then Kai is still there to exile the warnclex.
1: Will <laughs> she? She'll come in with uh, two. She'll come in with two counters. Yes. Yeah, and then but you still have to get the third on just to use her. That's this one's hard. Figure it out. (laughs) It's difficult, yeah. All right. I suppose
0: if you had your own Vorinclex... There you go. Okay. Then it would come down with a reasonable amount of capital. Or... The normal amount, I think.
1: The deck is... Kaya is exiling Vorinclex. It's just your own Vorinclex. It's not somebody else's. Yeah. So you're not trying to exile That was a little trickier than I thought it was. Yeah. Now that we're talking through it, because it was... They just just for flavor, and the more we talk about it, the more it's like. Yeah, I guess, I guess it's actually pretty hard. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so this one, this is the one you actually did, and and one. Yes, so I've far. already
0: accomplished this one. All right, but I'm going to so make sure you have to do is... it again. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this is activate path to the world tree in limited. So path to the world tree is that enchantment that's like one in a green, goes to get you a basic land out of your deck puts it into your hand but then it has an activated ability for two uh Wooberg. so white blue red black green um and it does a whole bunch of stuff it draws you cards deals two damage to something your opponent loses life you get a two two and all that so it's a powerful ability but it's pretty hard to pull off and limit it because you need one of each color of mana uh it's a seven cost activation that costs one of each color mm-hmm. But actually, we discussed this one, and then later that evening, I did it. So, <laughs> I don't know. I think <laughs> so maybe it's not as hard as we thought.
1: It is doable, um, and that's just a limited thing that would be. It's just like, oh, did you do that? Because I feel like I've heard maybe some other people do it too. So, um, so, yeah, it might not be the hardest, but it's definitely one of those things that you want to be like, oh, I remember time Limited. I got to do this that many times. Yeah, exactly. So Seems cool. Then, of course, it's not a bingo board without a free space. Right, Jeff. Right. So.
0: Yeah, we, we've got right to the middle here. So. Yeah,
1: we're right in the middle, um, and the, our free space is not completely free. Um, however, you do have to um, lose to an opponent that top decks a win. So. Yeah. Should happen in the next <laughs> game that you have. <laughs>
0: yeah. It's basically free. I mean. It's basically free.
1: <laughs> Um, so you're, hasn't this happened you're at that board stall state and your opponent just top, stick, top decks and then slams it and you, they immediately win. You're like, oh, all right, good game.
0: Yeah. you <laughs> I'm at three, they draw lightning bolts.
1: What are you gonna do? Uh, moving on, we have, um, so this next one is we want you to get the max levels on Ascendant Spirit. Now that's the, the one drop uh, blue 1-1 one, one Spirit that uh, has all the snow activations. So two snow activations, it becomes a spirit warrior. That's a two, three. And then with three snow, it's a four, four uh, spirit warrior angel uh, with flying. And then uh, with four snow counters, then it's um, if it's an angel, then it uh, gets two more plus one, plus one counters. And whenever it deals damage, you draw a card, Uh, that thing. So we want it to go from a spirit all the way to a six, six angel.
0: Yeah, just uh, hit hit the max level. On hit it. the max now level. it's not really max, not really max level because you can use that last ability as many times as you want to keep putting oh. two counters on, it, uh, which is interesting. But uh, yeah, just once you get into the six six flying that draws a card whenever it hits the opponent and has all the creature types, you've accomplished this one. You have <laughs>
1: maxed it out. You know, and
0: probably won that game. Yeah, yet.
1: and what's a really great way to max it out with that I forgot to talk about in our worth a slot episode is Jorn. (laughs) Jorn's a really great way to to go really fast. You're like, I'm going to put a (laughs) I'm going to, you know, turn it into a warrior, and then Jorn attacks you, untap your lands, then you do it again in combat. It's great.
0: Yeah.
1: That is how I'm going to get that. That
0: sounds fun for everyone.
1: Sounds I don't know. What's wrong with that?
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs) That's great. Um, But with that, Jeff, I think
0: it's time for a beer break. I'm empty. Yeah, it seems like a reasonable place to take a take a quick quick, take a break, quick, here. quick, a quick
1: break here.
0: Just a, just a quick break.
1: Alrighty, I got this Hazy Mariner. Ready yeah. to try um, sort of Alwyn's beer. Sour. Yeah, Passionate Sour. Tell me how that... I mean, I guess you're going to tell me later how that is.
0: Yeah, I can't spoil it. Yeah, know. right. <laughs> That'd be ridiculous
1: yeah all right as we're pouring our beer let's get back into our bingo board i do have to
0: object that we're supposed to have the style of the beer it says beer with natural flavor
1: yes that that worries me um <laughs> it also worried me um but uh yeah you'll 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 taste it it's fine um but so yeah if it doesn't say that on one of their other beers then the flavor's
0: wildly unnatural
1: <laughs> hmm. um anyway jeff do you want to jump us back into this bingo board um yes with the next one
0: next one I'm, next one i'm very excited about because is i was one. just thinking there's a card in the new set called dream devourer and among other things what it lets you do is foretell anything so you can any uh spell in your hand you can foretell it and then it's foretell cost is Two less than its convertiment than its mana cost so i was just thinking what would be the bunniest or best thing to foretell and so i'm just thinking what are the cards we play at standard and stuff like that and then i came across of course doom foretold <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's so good
0: <laughs> yeah so this one's simple you got to foretell doom foretold The only way to do that is with Dream Devourer.
1: (laughs) Oh, it's so good because it's even like the right color and everything. It's so great. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Foretelling doom. That's probably one of my, that's like one of my favorites, I think. Yeah. That's so good. (laughs) Oh, man.
0: Like, I want to do that anyways, you know.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's what all of this is, right? It's just stuff we want to do, but we're, you know, I guess we're, are we betting on this? Like, we kind of talked about, we bet a lot on this show. Um, Yeah, we could. I don't do, know. do we need another bet i feel like we have a lot right now we got we have a lot of bets going you yeah. know we need to be able to track them because i can't even remember all the ones we did for new year's
0: <laughs> We can keep this one for funsies
1: yeah maybe this is just for fun maybe we'll just like see who can get there fastest but like i yeah, mean I it's mean, my hopefully. goal so i'll probably get there first but i you know <laughs> actually no knowing me i'll say it's my goal and then i'm not even gonna try at all <laughs> So, (laughs) hey, you
0: succeeded in your last goal.
1: I did. uh, uh, Yes. But see, the goal was to not do anything. And (laughs) maybe that's (laughs) what more of my goals should be just don't (laughs) do anything. Awesome. So, this next one, uh, all value town, value town, sorry, no, all flavor town is what I meant to say. Um, I mean, it's also kind of value town. It is value town. (laughs) Um, But uh, take the sword of the realms. And then equip it to Valky. Because, Mm -hmm. well, that's what's happening in the story. Valky, a.k.a. Tybalt, has the Sword of the Realms. Boom. Yeah. Why not? There you go. There you go.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We got to make things canon, you know. All games of magic must be canon, so.
1: Yeah, we really want to stay in the storylines. Also, you know, it's kind of like a prophecy. They tell you what's going to happen or what is happening. And you might as well just make it happen. It's kind of. Kind of nice that way. Yeah. yeah. I'm excited to try to pull this off. Some
0: sort of Mardu deck.
1: Oh, for sure. I thought it'd be good. Oh, okay. This one's, this one's fun. Actually, this card, I, I already have a playset of this card, actually. Not on purpose. Which one? Um, the Asika's Chariot. Okay, yeah. Uh, this next one... Cat Car. Cat Car. Although I've heard other... So, I've heard Cat Car. I've heard Cat Cart. But my favorite mm-hmm. one that I heard recently is Cadillac.
0: Oh, yeah. No, that's the winner for sure. <laughs> it's obviously the Cadillac. The Cadillac.
1: <laughs> so we're talking about Asika's Chariot, which is the, uh, the green vehicle that has the cats in the little uh, cart thing with the wheels. The buggy um, kind of. The buggy thing, yeah. But Cadillac, I think, is a fantastic <laughs> name for it. Um, but basically, when Asika's Chariot attacks, you get to make a token copy of another token that you have. So, what's the best token you could probably make with this? Well, it was probably it's gotta like, be a dragon, right? It'd be an angel. It'd be a dragon. Yeah, those are the things that we have. But what would be more fun is to use the land, Litjara Mirror Lake, to make a token of another great card that you have that isn't easy to get, and then make a token with the chariot. So that is what we're trying yes. to do. You have to first <laughs> make a token with Litjara Mirror Lake, and then copy that token with the Cadillac
0: (laughs) yeah (laughs) when you first told me this uh I I was like wait a minute can I use the mirror Lake to make a token copy of the Cadillac and then just keep copying Cadillacs and have them grow exponentially so long as I can crew them the answer is no because the Cadillac is a legendary permanent and I kind of wonder if this is why because they had a few ways to copy creatures and make them tokens. And so they were like, you know what? That It happened one time in playtesting before they were like, fuck it, make that thing legendary. They're like, nope, let's not do that. Uh, Morrow's opponent really went, went to town on him with the Cadillacs, so he just, yeah. he just scribbled like, legendary on the card. There. there. it's
1: now, now it's the Cadillac. <laughs> before it was just the cat cart, but the Cadillac, yeah. there you go. Um, but what you could do if you wanted to try to do that, I'm sure you could just use Helm of the Host would be, um, yeah, no, expensive. I'm talking about limited, man. Oh, for limited. sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> yes, definitely limited. But if you want to try to do something crazy like that, you could use Helm of yeah. the Host, uh, to make a copy. Yeah,
0: was this like a historic deck.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the Cadillac historic deck. Yeah. Oh man. Uh,
0: am I allowed to use Orvar the all form? Instead of Lajara Mirror, um,
1: I will I will allow it. Um, that is a okay. mythic, so I thought it'd be harder to get that card in limited just to do it. Um, yeah, because then you're asking for a rare and a mythic, um, which is fairly difficult <laughs> to get both. Yeah. Um, so the
0: point is to copy a token that's not usually a token.
1: Yes, one that wouldn't. It's like a- come in the set. Like you can't get a token card in a pack of, right. r- of paper magic. Sorry. Uh, We do not talk about Paper Magic.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I don't don't even know what that is. (laughs) What are
1: you talking about? Um, No, like a... Yeah. Tokens don't come
0: in packs, man. That would be a waste.
1: No, they come up from cards that you play and you get tokens. Yeah,
0: Um,
1: exactly. Anyway, (laughs) moving on from that one. uh, We talked about this a little bit um, before, um, but I still want to do it, and it's still worth a bingo slot, (laughs) I think. Um,
0: Uh, Okay, worth a bingo slot. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. <laughs> I, I want to clarify here.
1: <laughs> Not worth a regular slot. In Not the worth thing. a real slot. Um, this is uh, Mystic Reflection, and we are just asking to hit two different creatures or Planeswalkers off of the Mystic Reflection. So take um, you basically have to play this in response to two creatures coming to play at the same time, which is cards like Genesis Ultimatum or uh, Collected Company. And then Pulling the rug out from under him.
0: Yeah, you only get a couple of one ones.
1: Get some human tokens. <laughs> Take that. Got him. Got him. <laughs> just seems fun. I don't know. I just want to do it. Yeah. <laughs> I feel
0: like if there's a good way to use this card, it's the opposite to, like, you know, some sort of tokens deck, and you get a Craterhoof Behemoth, and then you make four more Craterhoof Behemoths. <laughs> uh, yeah.
1: That sounds...
0: Because... <laughs> But uh, I think once you get Crater Hoof Behemoth in a token stack, you've already won. So.
1: Yeah, you probably shouldn't just be sitting <laughs> with that card on the... <laughs> you play it. Yeah.
0: Hold on, I'm not going to kill you yet. I'm not going to... watch next turn.
1: Yeah, <laughs> this is... Uh, that's exactly what my table, uh, kitchen table magic used to be. Is I'm going to slam yeah. this sweet thing. Not going to attack yet, though, because it's going to be much yeah. cooler later. And then, <laughs> yeah. you know, somebody kills then it. they or, kill it. Yeah.
0: yeah. Up next, we got a fun one. So there's a card in this set called Replicating Ring. And it's basically like a snow manalith, a three mana mana Mm -hmm. rock, but it's a snow permanent. But it has this extra line of text that basically every turn you put a counter on it. And then once you get into eight, this ring splits and you get eight copies of it. So now if you get all the way there, now you have eight uh, tokens of this ring. And so we were thinking, well, what could you cast with just these rings? Hmm. Anything that costs eight. What's cost good? Eight
1: that's really good. Maybe Ugin the Spirit Dragon?
0: Oh, there we go. Hey. Ugin.
1: <laughs> so, so this
0: tile, you have to, to mark it off your bingo board. You have to cast Ugin using only mana that comes from replicating. Rings.
1: Only replicating rings. <laughs> It's yeah. delightful. That's probably one of my favorite. <laughs> I really like that one. <laughs> I,
0: I love how the ring has to split pretty much to pull this off because you can only have four in your deck. Exactly. <laughs> Unless you like... All right. What if, it, Does Kinnon count? No, it only doubles creatures, right? Uh, no,
1: it's, uh, Kinnon will, would do it, yeah. So <clears> if <throat>
0: I had four replicating rings and a Kinnon, does that count? Yeah,
1: it's non-land permanence. I think the Kinnon
0: doubles, so... Would that count as me casting Ugin off replicating rings only, or am I kind
1: of... You're kind of scooting it, but um, I'll allow it. It's not as fun, because the the point (laughs) is that you... I mean, it's still pretty ridiculous. It's very ridiculous. Um, (laughs) But, because the point is you want to, you know, replicate the rings. Um, Yeah. (laughs) But, anyway, (laughs) I just love that one. But I
0: have to wait like eight turns for that. I'll I'll, I'll accelerate it with Vorinclex. I'll just yeah. sit there with Vorenklex, not attack, get two counters on my ring every turn. <laughs> Play then,
1: Ugin, wipe the board, including yeah. my Vorenklex. <laughs> yeah,
0: for some reason I go X equals six, even though I didn't have to. Uh, I don't even ult them, which, which I can do. <laughs> yeah, you don't ult Ugin. You just <laughs> I actually get rid of my own Vorenklex.
1: But not your rings, because they're colorless, so... There you go. You can play another Uga in ne- the next that's turn. The
0: ge- that's the genius of this combo.
1: <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> this combo. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: Definitely. This next one uh, is for sure a combo. Um, it's... it's uh, <clears throat> you need I think to, a
0: combo requires multiple cards.
1: <laughs> I think a combo re- requires two things to happen. All right? I see. <clears throat> so this one is... You need to turn Skull Raid into divination. Aha. So Skull Raid. So Skull Raid
0: is the card yeah. that's like a mind rot, but you draw a card for each card that they can't discard. Right? So if they only have one card, then they discard it and you draw. But if they have no cards in hand, you draw two cards.
1: Boom. I guess technically it's, it's divination, but it costs four. Um,
0: I feel like I'm just going to do this at some point without even trying to cross this off my...
1: Exactly. That's part of why I like it, but it also requires your opponent to not just hold ha- lands in their hand.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You have to have an opponent that...
0: Or you need two Skull Raids. That's true.
1: Okay, <laughs> you, you could use two Skull Raids, yeah. But yeah, it seems fairly you know simple, but I definitely want to do it because that's what the card wants you to do.
0: <laughs> yeah. I actually played Skull Raid with a Turgrid out. Uh, earlier this week and just they literally had a five five and a six six as their last two cards i made them discard it and then because i had grid they both came onto to my side of the battlefield and my <laughs> opponent insta scooped
1: that's so well, what that would be the worst not only are you discarding the best cards you've been saving your hand but your opponent yeah. gets them just because <laughs> yeah and what it wasn't
0: like they were clearly oh, okay shit they discarded them and then the Grid triggers go on the stack they clearly read the Tera trigger and then just conceded because they, they didn't let them resolve. They just like oh. paused for a couple seconds and then conceded.
1: We will also accept that. <laughs> so if you have Tera Grid and you get two, yeah. if you get 11 power worth of creatures <laughs> uh, off this of the skull I It felt read. like
0: this making it a divination would be easier.
1: D- it definitely will. That's why I said we should do this one instead of what you did, which would be much, <laughs> much harder because um, that won't happen yeah. again.
0: Okay, so we're just... All the cards we kind of talked about in the uh, in the worthless slot. Uh, next up is Pyre of Heroes. Yeah. So Pyre of Heroes is a card that lets you kind of chain creatures together. You sacrifice a creature and you go get one that's converted mana cost. One more from your deck. So the challenge here is to get a chain of length four. So chain... Or sorry, a chain of... Yeah, chain of length four. So chain four creatures together. Mm-hmm. So play a two-drop, activate Pyre to... Turn it into a three drop. Next turn, activate Pyre to turn it into a four drop. Next turn, activate Pyre to turn it into a five drop. So go two, three, four, five. Or, you know, three, four, five, six, or whatever. Or whatever. Um, so you, you're activating Pyre three times, basically. That's four creatures. Yeah. And it's important. I can't play a two drop, Pyre it into a three drop, and then Pyre a different three drop. It has to be, I want a chain. I want okay. the same.
1: The same one. So not only do you have to protect that creature so no one kills it. Yeah, yeah. Right. (laughs) Or you have to pyre a two-drop again and get that creature again out of your deck.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, you're starting a new chain at that point. Okay, gotcha.
1: All right. Well, that one seems like it could be much harder if it's like...
0: Bonus bonus points if you combine this one with the Marite of the Frost plus Her- Herald Unites the Elves combo deck and make a pyre of heroes that com- <laughs> chains you up to Marite of the Frost, which <laughs> copies your Herald Unites the Elves.
1: <laughs> oh my God, that would be crazy. <laughs> that's
0: that's got to be pretty close to bingo, right?
1: <laughs> pretty pretty close. And
0: then you lose actually because your opponent top decks the right card, and,
1: and then you get a free space. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, we only have a few more left, uh, but this next one is fairly straightforward, um, but using the saga Battle for Bredegard, creates seven tokens with that one card. Uh, well, with that one card and other tokens, obviously. So uh, what happens is it comes uh, down on the battlefield, it makes a token, a human, and then it mm-hmm. makes an elf the next turn. And then after that, it makes a token for each other named token that you have. You get to make another one. So that means you have to have at least three other tokens that are not the ones that you've made from that uh, saga on the battlefield by the third chapter to get seven altogether. Basically, well, you need two two other ones.
0: No, you're right. Yeah, to get seven from just from this saga.
1: Yes, seven from the saga. Yeah, um, you'll need three other tokens on the battlefield because it'll make copies of the ones it made itself. Um, but so you're
0: trying to get five tokens off
1: of Chapter 3. Five tokens off of Chapter 3, but you're getting um, two earlier, so might as well just add up seven altogether, right?
0: Gotcha. Uh, yeah,
1: and uh, bonus points if the tokens that you're using are... <laughs> Um, the same thing with the cat cart or the Cadillac. Yeah, yeah. So, someone's um, just
0: going to go crazy with Battle for Bredegard. And, the. you know, I actually, the first deck I drafted had the Cadillac and Battle for Bredegard in it. <laughs> I didn't go do, seven. I didn't accomplish either of these things, yeah. but uh, uh, I did get seven wins with that because yeah. those cards are good.
1: Cadillac. It's good.
0: All right, why don't you take the next one, too, since this one was your idea. Ooh.
1: I like this one. Um, yeah. It seems like, at first I was like, oh, this would be pretty easy. And then I was like, actually, this is going to be really hard. It's impossible. Hard. And like, not it's great. Impossible. Um, not very good. <laughs> uh, but it is to take runed crown and then attach all five runes to the crown. So basically, uh, the crown is the artifact equipment that when it comes into play, it tutors a crown or a rune from your deck or your hand or your graveyard, and it attaches to the crown. But then after that, you have to go figure out either flicker <laughs> the crown a bunch of times to go tutor all the other ones, or... But then you'll lose the aura. Oh, you will. Never mind, you can't even do that. You just have to find them and put them on... <laughs> you have to use all the other tutor effects or anything you can do. It's a crown that gives plus three, right. plus two. Lifelink, flying, death touch, haste, trample, and then I think that's it. Does the crown give anything? Yeah. I forget. No.
0: No, just the crown is the plus one, plus one baseline.
1: Yes, that's it. Okay. Um, yeah. It's just a crazy equipment that doesn't pump up the creature very tall. It just has a lot of abilities. <laughs> <laughs> but It's just like so mediocre, too. It's really not effort. good. Because it doesn't even get first strike and death touch.
0: But I just love the idea of the crown that has all the runes on it.
1: Exactly, I mean, it's like, like the infinity. Picture, it's the Infinity Gauntlet or whatever. It's the Avengers exactly. thing. Yeah, but,
0: but it's just not that powerful. It's not at all.
1: It. They're <laughs> just like, oh, oh, do you need that? And like, it's not hard to find. They just scribble some stuff on the crown. There you go. Oh, you want yeah. Lifeling? Okay, yeah. I'll just write this little thing. With my magic pen or whatever. I'm uh,
0: imagining trying to have like four crowns in my deck and then ways to bounce the runes off of the different crowns to put them onto the same crown.
1: Yeah, I guess. <laughs> or I guess you can use, can you use Halvar um, to do any of this? Or is it just a, onto a creature? Nope. Yeah, so you, because uh, you can move ores and equipment around from creature to creature, but not from permanent to permanent. <laughs> So that doesn't work, oh boy! But
0: there is a Rune Forge Champion, which when it enters the battlefield, you search your library or graveyard for a rune and put it into your hand. And runes only cost one when he's
1: out. And that's just a one co- colorless or any color. So he's going to be a, a big part of it. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so you have four yeah, of those. Just one, one um, you play that, and you can like bounce, flicker him. You also have to make sure you have a crown on the battlefield. Um, right. <laughs> also the uh the boros land it goes and gets an equipment and or an aura
0: There so we so now, now we're
1: cooking here. so you can get the crown and one of the the auras or the the runes and then when you play the crown you get a different one so it's possible you can do it um it's gonna be easy <laughs> yeah um kudos if it's all like off color like you're really only playing boros and then like you don't even have Ways of playing the other colors. You have to turn them straight to the battlefield. And and use, or use, (laughs) or use RuneForce Champion. Champion. I think, I mean, that's, that's like, you know, getting really cheeky, but we, we're all about being cheeky here. So, (laughs) try it out.
0: All right. The next one's a card that uh, I was really interested in. This is Haunting Voyage. So this is the, what I liked about this is the foretell cost. is more expensive than Mm -hmm. the casting cost. And so that doesn't make a lot of sense, but you know there's got to be something coming. Uh, so this card is the thing that reanimates two creatures or uh, that have the same creature type, or it reanimates all creatures of the chosen creature type if you foretell it. Mm-hmm. So our task for you, your challenge, should you choose to accept it, is to reanimate five creatures Yep, with Haunting So this is kind of like a a huge full graveyard comeback, Uh, you know, maybe elves or or whatever, something that is black and has cheap creatures that you can bring them all back.
1: Yeah. Or gods. (laughs)
0: Yeah. I mean, that's that's a tough way to do it. (laughs)
1: Oh, man. Or, you know what? You could do shapeshifter. Not changelings, but they're all changelings. Right.
0: Yeah. yeah, Again, no
1: changelings. Yeah. (laughs) Unless you specifically pick shapeshifter as your creature type, which is their, like, regular one.
0: Uh, <laughs> I guess changelings is fine here, right? Because we're just asking that you reanimate five creatures.
1: Um, yeah, but it's still not as fun. You can't, I it's, guess.
0: It's better if it's, like, all honest elves or, or yeah. real, you know.
1: Like, no imposters. Angels. I guess you could do it. You know what? I don't care. You do it. you, do you. right? As long yeah, as you're having a good time. Just uh, as long as you think that you're accomplishing something, um, that's good enough. We will still have an asterisk and say that wasn't (laughs) really a bingo, but whatever. Uh, That's how you want to win. Yeah, if you want to win that way, okay, whatever. (coughs) Um, Sweet. We have one more. We say you need to control three permanents owned by your opponent. So there are a few different ways to steal permanents from your opponent, opponent permanently. Um, the easiest one is the um, uh, the Trickster God's heist, which is the yep. um, the Demir Saga, the, the uncommon one, where you're just exchanging things. So you are giving your stuff to your opponent as well, but you are taking their things. So um, that's acceptable. Um, yep. As long as you control
0: stuff that you're, you know, you don't own.
1: Yeah. Uh, you can use Terror Grid. To, if they have to sacrifice things or discard things, you get their stuff. That works. Yeah. Um, you can use the Necromancer or the Draugr. What's that card called? Yeah, something like that.
0: I think it's called Draugr.
1: Draugr or Necromancer. Dang, it's so close, you know? <laughs> Sometimes you just switch the, <laughs> the words. The
0: Necromancer, the one that's a Draugr. Yeah. What's the name? What's it, the Draugr <laughs>
1: Necromancer? That's it. Um, that one will <laughs> work as well because uh, when non token creatures your opponents control die, they get exiled and you can play them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you can also just, you know, if you can play Shackles of Treachery three times in your turn, eh, I guess that's yeah. fine. <laughs> you you have them for uh, one missing, turn, but
0: you're missing the biggest one, the mythic, the mythic rare. Oh, of course. You know, face of the set, uh, Tybalt can do it because he exiles your opponent's cards of from your course, opponent's of library, course, yes. or their creatures, and then you can cast them. Uh, and I think there was another blue black saga that would do it. King Narfi's Betrayal lets you exile mm. a car- creature a planeswalker from your opponent's graveyard and then cast it.
1: That's true. Okay. I guess there are more than I remembered. And, and
0: there's there's probably more, too. So there's, you know, there's one reasonable one in uncommon. Uh, there's the red ones, you know, the standard threatened effects in yeah. common. And then a bunch of rares uh, and even a mythic that'll help you do it. Yeah. I don't know if we're counting. I guess Valky doesn't count if you played Valkyrie and then copied the creature you stole, you still own that permanent. Yeah,
1: you, it just turned into it, right? So it's not um, it's not the same thing.
0: Yeah, but basically, yeah, we just noticed that there's a, actually a surprising number of ways to control permanence that you don't <laughs> own in this set.
1: So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess you can, um, which yeah. is great. But that's that's the bingo card. That's it. We got through it. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> As if we weren't going to get through it. Um but I think we're we're pretty close on time. This is I think we did good job. Hey. Hey, look at this. Um but I haven't I because we've been drinking or drinking because we I drink a four point three percent beer and this one's five point something and I can't talk. What is going on? I just like have residual drunkenness. Yeah. It's just like it's because I'm an actor and I have sense memory. So when I the beer touches my lips, I remember being drunk from whatever. I'm just gonna make. Yeah, up I don't some know what you're talking about. Bullshit but, uh, excuse.
0: <laughs> I think we all have sense memory when it comes to beer.
1: I mean, everyone has sense memory, but um, it's an actor's whatever. I'm not gonna pretend like I actually like a <laughs> shitty person like that. <laughs> Do whatever the hell you want. Um,
0: hey man, I was talking about jazz music earlier. So that's true. I mean, we, we can just turn this into like a pretentious podcast about music and acting. If yeah. You
1: like. Uh, music and acting About
0: the the arts yeah. I guess and, is what it's uh, and more tier list okay.
1: yeah we are going to to make a tier, <laughs> tier list lists, of all the yeah. best arts yeah <laughs> this art is just objectively better than this cuz that's how yeah. art works <laughs> um but anyway before we go into the last call cuz I'm not really ready for another beer yet um how what are your like first impressions of the set so far how are you feeling have you you've played Uh, quite a bit of it
0: yeah i've been drafting a lot i haven't played a single game of constructed i don't think Mm -hmm. um, because i'm still trying to collect uh, build up my collection and there are a lot of kind of high profile mythic rares actually in this set that you're gonna want Mm -hmm. Uh, which isn't always the case you know sometimes the mythic rares are duds and it's the rares that you mostly want but in this set like, you want the Goldspan Dragons, you mm-hmm. probably want Vorinclex, you probably want Valky and Slash Tybalt, uh, yeah. et cetera. So, yeah, just been collecting. But the draft format so far is pretty fun. I have noticed that some cards are just, like, near, <laughs> nearly unbeatable. The Asikas, is the Chariot, the mm-hmm. Cadillac. Is. I've played both with and against that card, and I think whoever has that card has won every game of Really? I
1: feel like I've had that card multiple times, and I just always feel like I'm up against a 5-5, five five. and I'm like, if I attack right now and make more stuff, I'm not gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna lose this, yeah. <laughs> in my Cadillac, and then, and, then and then I'm blocking and the Cadillac isn't great for blocking, so I was like, this is, I get in a weird situation, I'm like, what did I do? How did this happen? <laughs> I have yeah. noticed, um, I had a sealed pool that had the Immerstrom Predator, that Rakdos Dragon, the Vampire Dragon, mm-hmm. Uh, that you can, whenever it uh, becomes tapped, you can exile a card from a graveyard it gets plus one, plus one counter. And then you can sacrifice a creature to give it indestructible. And mm-hmm. man, are there a lot of exile effects or like prison effects <laughs> or pacifism? Yeah. I was like, man, every time I yeah, slam they this just down. Yeah, with
0: Feed the Serpent.
1: Yeah, every time they do that or they do um, the raven, um, what's the blue one? The exile Raven form. I'm like, damn it. Mm-hmm. And there's like a lot of, common removal that just gets rid of things that have indestructible i'm like oh okay damn all right never mind then um
0: <laughs> see i had coma uh, in one draft but i just always made sure to play it when they were tapped out so even if they exiled it i got a 3-3 out of the deal so i'm still up a whole 3-3 which usually you know is enough to win because they take their whole turn to exile your thing and you made an extra creature. Yeah. And then if they don't have any exile effect, they just lose to coma. Yeah. Like, <laughs> there's no beating it.
1: I mean, that sounds pretty fun. Ooh, I feel like I haven't had so many bombs. I've played against a few. But yeah, I mean, people are saying that it's it's pretty bomby. Like, you know, like you were saying, there are some cards that just like are unbeatable. But I also just, I guess the way I play maybe isn't the best, but I always feel like there's just some card that they play and I'm like, I can't beat a 3-3 three, three flyer. <laughs> I'm going to lose. Yeah. You know? It's like... Man, that's a big raven. Holy it's shit. a big raven, they ca- man.
0: They cast that for two mana? This is bullshit. Yeah,
1: the amount of times that I'm, <laughs> I get pushed into Boros and I can't beat a 3-3. Three, three, I'm like, mm-hmm. this deck's terrible.
0: <laughs> I, I did try Boros a couple of times. I didn't I didn't really like it. Yeah. There's so many incidental ways to pick off artifacts and enchantments, too. There are Like, lot. just the 1-3 that comes down and exiles your in. Yeah, that green one? Here. Yeah.
1: Whoa. And also, Not it's a me. one three, and like all the, like, a lot of the aggressive good like ground creatures all have one just toughness. Cannot
0: attack through it. Yeah. It's like,
1: oh great, that's awesome. So you? It's really like you
0: just killed my only way to fight through big blockers, and while playing a big blocker and something else because that thing only cost you two mana. Yeah. Why did I pick Boros? Yeah.
1: Crap. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's happened. It's just there's so like one drops always entice me because like, ooh, but it's only one. You know? Yeah. And there's so many white one drops. There's a lot. <laughs> so
0: Yeah, they've, they've done a better job in recent years, but in this set in particular, of making one drops relevant in limited. Because mm-hmm. it used to be that they were just almost never worth it. Because, you know, they're like 1 1 flyer for one. Mm-hmm. You're like, well, this is okay on turn one, but any other point in the game, it sucks. Yeah. So it needs to be in your opening hand. These ones are like still pretty bad if they're not in your opening hand, but at least kind of not embarrassing.
1: Yeah. It would be I mean, I do like uh the play pattern of you have the the one one that you like or you know, you have the raptor or something, the battlefield raptor, mm-hmm. and that gets killed with something or you know the raven kills it or some, whatever. Um but then they also have that cool Valkyrie, the uncommon. Oh, yeah. Is it a common? It might be a common. It's a common. You can just like exile a card from your graveyard and it costs two. It's a three-two flyer. I'm like, that feels pretty good. Like, it's pretty strong combo, especially because in that deck you don't need. There, like, there's one way to deal with do stuff with creature cards in your graveyard. So, Um, yeah, it's pretty fun. I mean, sorry, that deck isn't very fun. I've been playing it a lot and it's bad. Um, (laughs) But the
0: the main thing that I've found is that uh, nobody seems to take Binding the Old Gods. They just pass it. So I get like three or four of them every draft and. Uh, you know, then I can just deal with whatever my opponent plays because it, it just destroys any non land permanence
1: yeah, so. um, yeah. it 's also super easy to splash and because there's so many all the the duels are common so um.
0: yeah I, I played a deck that was blue green. This is the deck I sent you that was seven oh and it had coma in it. It was blue green. I splashed black for three copies of binding the old the old gods, and I splashed white for Nico and you're like and i also had tyvar just as one of my green cards (laughs) i'm not even sure he was that good because i didn't have that many elves but i was like i gotta play this
1: hey it helps ramp me
0: into my coma so
1: there you go (laughs) (laughs) yeah it also helps you play your bind to the old guts or sorry bind the old yes
0: that was the other thing is it like actually was weirdly fixing for my black there you go that never came up but uh that, that would have been funny
1: yeah <laughs> so i did good. play
0: against somebody where they just they killed my tyvar and then they exiled my Nico, and then they played a bunch of stuff on their turn and i was just waiting for black and eventually i hit my black and i triple binding them to get rid of all their stuff and then i just next turn i top decked coma and i just slammed it and they just rage conceded. <laughs> i was like what the hell was that that would be so i just had to beat like two mythic rares and three of the best uncommons in the set and i'm still in the game and then
1: they played another mythic mythic rare, and you're like (laughs) this is not fun anymore (laughs) yeah (laughs) well i guess i
0: lose to the fucking snake yeah but it was funny because the way they killed my first two planeswalkers was with feed the snake Sounds like you were just feeding my snake the whole time what did you expect
1: <laughs> oh that's
0: perfect or feed the serpent i think is what yeah
1: it well whatever we
0: know what they're actually talking about
1: um yeah but jeff with that i think it might be ready for last call i think it's time last call all right. Ding-a-ling, last call whatever whatever <laughs> they do at bars i don't remember it's been so I'll long i have
0: to go home but you can't <laughs> stay here. well it's not
1: closing time <laughs> quite yet but it's almost closing time so
0: yeah Right, right. That's closing time. Yeah. Last Call comes before that.
1: I just haven't been to a bar in so long that I can't remember. Yeah. All right. Three, two, one. Hey. hey. All right. Sounds about <laughs> right. right. Uh We picked our yeah. own. <laughs> yeah. Normal.
0: Uh, we both picked Zach's, but we did not pick the same beer. Yes. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> so I got the Passionate Sour and Jeff Grab. I actually
0: thought both were really, really
1: poor choices,
0: uh, so he
1: Yeah, they choose, weren't my but. favorite, uh. I was uh, just
0: making a joke because you picked both, but
1: yeah, but they also were not the greatest choices. So <laughs> I was just yeah, expecting I, to. If, be. I,
0: if I chirp you and then you like go along with it, it makes me look like a douche. You know? I know so. that's why
1: I'm doing that so that I look. <laughs> I always come out on top. <laughs> right, I see. <laughs> <laughs> so that you are the douche and I look good. Although now me explaining it makes me look like a douche. So what are you yes, going to do? We, we got there. <laughs> we got there. Um, yeah, as far as the beers go, um, sorry about that, bud.
0: <laughs> uh, I wouldn't say they were bad or anything. No. You know? It's um, just, you know, we've come to expect a certain standard on this show.
1: Um, have uh, we? I, I expect I <laughs> to bring whatever I find that looks <laughs> different and see what happens. Um, but yeah, anyway, so this Passionate Sour... Um, Beer with natural flavor, it. Beer uh, with natural. Flavor. It it was naturally flavored, I guess. Um, yeah, yeah, I just um, I just preferred it over the two. I'd rather mm-hmm. drink another one of these, so um, that's why I went with it. Um, it it has like t- toasted coconut in it and some passion fruit and stuff. It's um, mm, it's just like was it refreshingly tart? Yeah, it's kind of like that. Yeah. Um
0: Yeah, it's uh I don't think either beer was bad, but like you said sort of neither really spoke to me, I suppose. Yeah. Uh,
1: no, they spoke to me. I, they told me <laughs> um put me in gold. I'm a gold beer. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what this one. Actually, that's what they both said. I'm just going to say yeah, that. Def- that's how I feel about it. Definitely.
0: Both definitely both gold. They're both uh, gold. <laughs> the the sour, the passion sour for me, I don't like when a sour beer tastes more like juice than it does like a beer yes like I like a beer with a sour hint to it and to me this is one of those examples that's cl- a little closer to juice
1: mm-hmm. it's
0: almost like a slightly carbonated slightly al- like closer almost to a like a cooler or a mixed drink to mm-hmm. me because it's almost like alcoholic flavored sour yeah. passion fruit juice
1: and see that's uh, why <clears throat>
0: clearly a beer with a little kick
1: yeah um i like sours just no matter what um they can taste <laughs> like similar to beer they can taste nothing like beer but it looks like yeah. beer in your glass so no one can say anything and it's delicious <laughs> i see uh
0: yeah so anyways that's it's just like some breweries do sours one way and some mm-hmm. do the other way and i prefer the other other way
1: yeah uh, i totally and get then that. this is just
0: yeah Um, but that's what I have to say about that. I didn't really get the coconut either. I mostly just get passion fruit.
1: I I got the coconut like immediately. I could smell it, but I can't taste it.
0: Yeah, I can smell it. But when I taste, I can't Mm -hmm. taste the
1: coconut. Um, anyway, gold. Um, it's got an interesting aftertaste too. That's like, huh. Okay. Um, Hazy Marner, Mariner, Mariner. Marner. It's like Mitch Marner. (laughs) (laughs) There's no I in
0: Mitch Marner's name. though. Of
1: course. Yes. I would know Um, that.
0: Being a diehard Leafs fan.
1: Yeah, Mitch Mariner. <laughs> That's a baseball team. Anyway.
0: Austin Matthews. <laughs> uh,
1: anyway. <coughs>
0: yeah, this uh, this is a hazy IPA, as promised, which yeah. is why I went with this one, because it more closely matched what I'm looking for in the style than the other one. Uh, but I don't think it's the best example of this style. No. I think it's fine.
1: As far as, like, uh, yeah, it's fine. Um, It has a definitely cooler logo. Um, I like that, but besides that, um, yeah. I think there's
0: nothing wrong with it. It's well-made, but...
1: uh, To be fair, um, when I was picking these up, I wasn't thinking either of them was going to be awesome. I was just like, I've never seen these before. And so I picked them up. And you (laughs) so happen to also find them easily and pick them up, so... That's just how that works out sometimes. Well, I've never seen
0: them before, so I was like, I don't think my local liquor store carries those. And it has both? I've never seen them. And then I went, yeah. I guess they're just unassuming enough that I...
1: glaze over them. them. I also never noticed them, so maybe it was like a new shipment and everyone's like, oh, this is a new thing. Let's have it. Um, maybe. It could be a thing. Um, who knows? But uh, yeah, those are the beers for this week. Um, so I think let's uh, let's wrap this, this puppy up. Don't you, uh, don't you think yeah let's go um so please if you'd like to reach out uh talk to us about our bingo board or any beers that we should bring that are better than these ones um yeah. you can reach us on uh twitter and instagram at arena regulars
0: yeah and we'd like to see screenshots of you accomplishing these
1: uh, oh we forgot to say that yes Bingo achievements. send us screenshots of you accomplishing the bingo things
0: mm-hmm. we'd love to see them yeah uh you can also find us on MTG Arena itself under the username Arena Regulars Podcast. Yes. Uh, please try to pull off these bingo adventures against us. That'd be even. Better. <laughs> that
1: would be crazy. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I'm gonna screenshot it if I'm on that account and somebody does it to me.
1: Yeah, we should just <laughs> screenshot if anyone bingos without them even knowing. I guess it's not a bingo; it's just yeah, yeah, getting yeah. a square because you can't get a bingo yeah. in one game. Well, you, maybe you could. That would be one match what? if somebody bingos you in a match. That's. <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy. If you want to talk to, to us personally, um, uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at uh, Zulberg, Z-E-U-L-B-E-R-G. But Jeff, where can they find you?
0: You can find me on Twitter at Um And on Twitch, I'll be streaming Wednesdays, Thursdays, and Sunday nights, and then maybe other streams thrown in, but that's kind of the schedule, uh, at twitch.tv slash BluesBrews.
1: Yeah, yeah uh come hang out drink with uh jeff and sometimes i'm on there as well so we'll we'll talk (laughs) um but we'd also love could you please give us a review on itunes uh, and follow us on apple Podcasts and spotify and any of your podcast streaming services that you like whatever you're listening to on right now you're probably already following but if you're not please do like us subscribe any of the things that it says um just do those things it helps us out um
0: yeah it it would really help us out yeah
1: We'd really, really love that. Um, but with that, I think it's uh, closing time. I now guess it's, it's closing time. It is closing now time, time s- now. Now
0: I can sing the song. And <laughs>
1: closing <can sing> time. <laughs> One last call. Oh wait, One it is last, last, call, last for call? Yeah, it is last call. You're right. Okay, that's <laughs> what
0: made me think of this.
1: <laughs> All right. Well, I guess it's last call. And closing time. Good night, everyone. All right. That's fine.